You know, it's fascinating when you come across humans, oh wow, and you feel a gap in the quality of certain interactions, right? And we might be quick to say, um, it's just that person, that person, and it is, but more specifically, it's that person's stage of ego development in terms of where they're at mentally, how they see themselves and how they see the world is basically what determines the quality of every single interaction that they have. And if you're interacting with people, it's kind of entertaining. It's quite worthwhile to pay attention to what you're feeling in the moment and after you have interacted with them. Like, usually you can divvy up. I don't like that word. You can divide up all interactions into two sectors, which is energy charging or energy draining. And when you start to pay attention to what that energy is in terms of your interactions, but even what you consume, what actions you do, what you think about, and then you kind of can realize and become so aware of, okay, when I do this, this, or that, I feel this way consistently. And then when I do other end of the spectrum, I feel this way consistently. And what I'm getting at here is just by paying more attention to those human interactions, the energy during and after, you get more succinct in terms of making your lifestyle something so intentionally designed where you, you're determining what you feel because you pay attention and understand what makes you feel what way. And then you understand when to do what actions to direct your mood, your energy, your state of mind. Hope that makes sense. Wow, I kind of like this interesting machine. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. I was... So I had an interaction with my sister yesterday. And it sort of went along the lines of me watching her be immature in my eyes, right? You know, she's, I don't know, mid-20s, 22, 23, early 20s. And she, she acts in a way where it's like you would expect these, these emotions, these mindsets or perceptions to come out of a young teenager. So, so, right, I can hear it. I can feel myself. It's like my ego doesn't necessarily love that. But it's not at all an opportunity for me to be immature myself, right? Just because she's being immature, if I were to complain and bicker about her, no, no. So the essence of what I'm getting at here is I was watching her notice my dislike for how she's acting, threw a little stone at her, she tossed it right back, and rather than letting something so small, just like a, a immature action on her end, but nothing sharp, nothing that's gonna ruin anyone's day unless you over obsess over something, right? So there's a point right there. When something small occurs that you don't like, it's really a question of how long do you stay caught in that idea of you not liking what just happened? Because if you're aware enough, you're gonna realize there's friction and it doesn't feel good, and you're gonna refocus your attention on something more meaningful and valuable, an action that's healthy, that's rewarding, that gets you back into feeling good. So with that interaction with my sister, I threw a stone, but not something large enough to cause any giant waves. And she, she threw it back and Again, not anything large enough to cause giant waves. So when it's that sort of situation, you kind of have a, a pathway, a fork in the road. Do you turn some small fire into a wildfire? Or do you accept that this is the mood, this is the situation, and that you can't change it? We can't control people or tell them how to feel or what to think. So you kind of just step back. You step back. Whether it's with my sister or your spouse or your best friends, when emotions get up, it's the, the smoothest and least effortless thing to do is to just step back and to walk. Go, sincerely, just go for a walk, get some fresh air. But do you get yourself out of that situation where the emotions are getting charged? Because before you know it, emotions charged, you turn a small fire into a wildfire. And that is exactly what so many people do their entire lives. They turn small fires into big fires and then they spend their lives putting out the big fires that never had to be created. Think about that one. Think about it.
Holy. The 275 is... I like when you get to a point where it's like absolute just digging. Mentally digging. Physically. Like, it feels like there's nothing there. And you just gotta go deeper. I, lo I love that. I mean, it's like one avenue of figuring out that you have more than you thought you had. And this happens in relationships and business, physically, career-wise, all this. When you understand that your first limit is never your true limit, it allows you to get more out of yourself. Instead of trying, it's like, I'm really gonna give this my best shot. I'm going all in. I'm going to do my best, figure it out, commit to it, and that's all. There's no or, it's that. And when you do this, good things happen. Because it's like, let's say that you're, you're a being of energy, right? I was talking earlier about human interactions and moods and your habits, your actions, how what you do leaves you feeling immediately after and just a little bit after, 15 minutes after whatever it may be. Point is, if we are made of energy, if we're continuously feeling moods and if most of what we do is based upon energy, then your ability to tap deeper is essentially pulling something that you didn't have out of you. You have more than you may think. And the tough part is that no one can convince you of this. Like I can say it to you, but you have to be willing to test it yourself, to see if you have more than you usually think before this is of any value to you. But if you do go there, if you go to that place where you're about to quit and then you remember what I'm saying and you figure out a way to mentally get, get deeper, to tap into your bigger energy within, it's, it's there for everyone. Each of you, every single individual has this deeper resource available. But the mind's tricky and you really have to do some work to be able to tap into it. It's funny, those, those diabolical thoughts. Um, maybe my third set of um, squats, second set of 275. There's a momentary devil on my shoulder. Just like, oh, I don't want to do this. Man, this, my muscles, that was a hard last set. And once you catch him, once you acknowledge that that's what's going on within your mind, you're back on, baby. You're back on. All you got to do is acknowledge and notice. And once you observe and, and recognize what's occurring and what's there, the answer almost reveals itself. The battle is recognizing the diabolical moments. That's the battle. The solution is not the tough part. The solution comes naturally. It just it, it is pulled out of you once you notice the diabolical aspect is there. And that's the thing. It, it takes a certain level of life experience to start to notice everything that's occurring within. The thoughts, the feelings, the friction, the tenseness, the moments. 
the depth of the moments. But once that life experience has compounded, once you have done enough and been in the moment for enough time and have become consciously able to recognize what it feels like to be out of the moment, to be caught in a cycle of negativity, a whirlpool of that low frequency. I can't even hear myself. Ikshwaifab, I conclude this music. La la la. Okay, let's see if the next song isn't obnoxiously loud. It doesn't matter either way, I'm going through. What matters is on that last rant, when those diabolical moments come up, they don't stay a moment if you do not understand what is going on on a deeper level. If you do understand this, then you have the tools in your belt to make sure that it is only a moment. And easier said than done. I still have it. Yesterday, I felt this, this tough energy for about 30 seconds. And I was just sitting in it. Like I was just experiencing my mind feel so chaotic and unsatisfied for a solid 30 seconds. And I knew immediately what I had to do. I just went, sat down, focused on my breath, closed my eyes for like three, four, five, a couple minutes, stretched a bit. And I felt amazing once more. So it's nothing, nothing wild, right? But on another level, it is wild because so many humans live in states of low frequency so commonly during their days and their lives. And they, they don't understand that it just takes a little switch in their action to change the quality of their state of mind, their frequency. Your frequency is what you frequently see. And if you're trapped in low energy more often than not, you're going to project that low energy onto the world and you're going to end up spreading that low energy to other individuals, other humans, even animals can pick it up. You know, if you, you there's a big difference between a dog, which lives in a beautiful, thriving family and a dog which is owned by a couple of obese people with terrible habits who are miserable in their life. That dog, is, it's going to be two completely different animals. So all I got to say is if anything that I've said today has been of value to you and benefit, we can go more in depth. Um, I'm doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with individuals who I want to work with. So if you're interested in really accelerating your life, starting to radiate confidence, creating mental clarity, operating from a state of increased energy, high positive energy consistently, becoming more disciplined, more focused, more productive, everything of that nature. Just shoot me an email, link will be in the description, agliscuscapital at protonmail.com. Excited to hear from you. Have a good day.